This episode of Laser Time is brought to you by Casper Mattresses. And you listeners can go to caspertrial.com slash laser time and get 50 whole dollars towards any new mattress. Lord, will someone think of the children? Uh, welcome to another episode <laughs> of Laser Time. Hi, Laser Time, the Internet's uh, 17th leading pop culture show, sliding each and every week. And that ain't no moral panic. Uh, but the rest of the show is all about that. Hi, everyone. I'm Christopher Antista. And with me are two really good friends uh, you might have heard if you've been listening to Bonus Time on Patreon.com slash Laser Time, our weekly ad-free, uncensored uh, show that we give out for our patrons. It's uh, Sam and Sarah. Hey there. It's me, Sarah. Oh, I love this catchphrase. <laughs> oh, that's right. Sarah's uh, doing 302010 with us right now as well. That's right. And one of you guys had, had this idea. No, no. You know what? It was uh, our buddy Daniel who runs the Laser Time Facebook community because he was showing streaming a bunch of these uh, on our Facebook group. And by the way, right now, Daniel has created a moral panic among the Facebook group. <laughs> streaming, You can stream 11 trauma films in a row. Um, you can watch grandparents shit their decapitated heads to death, but if you see one nipple in there, Facebook will come down very hard. God forbid. Nope. Dirty, filthy titty. And, yeah, <laughs> ha- having been in Deadpool 2 recently, like, plenty of kids in there, and, like, no one seems to give a fuck, but, like, yeah. don't don't you show them no porno! <laughs> I don't want to see no porno. Let Ryan Gosling tell them what it is to suck and swallow. Well, um, <laughs> just man nipples. Ryan Reynolds, my bad. Man. <laughs> Poor fun, Gosling. Fun mistake. He didn't do anything. Fun mistake. Some of the best movies of last year. Uh. Man nipples, fine. Lady nipples. Oof, don't even get me started. Yikes. Disgusting. Uh, just shave mine. But we're talking. But I want. He, he found a bunch of clips of moral panic. So before we start this show, I want to say this is going to lean heavily on religious groups. It is not. My purpose to make fun of Christians or any other religious group, it's only Christians. Uh, but I was trying to find moral panics based specifically around aspects of pop culture. And when it comes to that, nobody dives in quite so fine uh, as the American Christian, the Baptists, the Catholics. They really go whole hog. I wish I could find some European clip of like, is there some like French Catholic church going like over the edge? There's too much smoking and eroticism on modern television. We are very against it. Like, I think it's kind of a quintessential American thing. These kinds of pop culture panics. Maybe Ireland. Think- You're just yeah, saying- it's just very conservative. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, compared to like the you know you know the rest of Europe. And it's not even so much that I have a problem with religion or well maybe conservatism but it's it's more that i think what you'll find here is that like there are more worthy causes for your moral panic these are just popular things and by parasitically attaching yourself to a popular subject you elevate your message but these aren't truly worthy of the message most of the time garfield's not your enemy we just know who he is i think it's a combination of that too and and a lot of um the olds not understanding the youngs yeah. So there's like always a little bit of a panic, I think, when a certain population ages into a place where they don't understand pop culture. And if they don't understand it, damn it, it no, must it, be bad. <laughs> I think in, in terms of like religion losing its foothold in relevancy, this is part of it. Like when you see something new and that people love and your first every I'm almost 40. Of course, my first instinct to say this is dumb. The new Thundercats cartoon. I am outraged. No one knows <laughs> much touch this sacrosanct Thundercats. Oh my God, it was canon. But I understand the instinct. But 
you'll forever weaken your cause to any kid who's a fan of this that you're trying sure. to take this thing away. Um, and I used, I just wanted to start out with a quick example, which I think we've talked about many, many, many times. And that's 1954's Seduction of the Innocent by, yeah, I know. Seduction of the Innocent. It's, it read a lot better in 1954 by Dr. Frederick Wortham. Uh, it warned that comic books were a lower form of, lesser form of literature in contributing to the corruption of our, our youth, rampant delinquency and sexuality. And that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like such bullshit because all comics did was draw stories. Stories have been around forever with the same subject matter in these comic books in the 1950s. But because they were popular, this motherfucker tried to attribute all manner of ill repute on these popular comic books, mostly DC. And it's hysterical. He, I, I don't know how he got away with it, but he, uh, he was able to reprint entire strips as examples. And I think uh, as a result, wow. another, another uh, unforeseen consequence, any comic that was referenced in Seduction of the Innocent is now referred to as a seduction issue. And now has a much Jeez. sought, much more sought after collector value. Cool. Um, and I think we were ta- we were talking about that too, Sam. Uh, that we were big fans for some reason. We don't. Neither of us know how. But EC Tales from the Crypt and Weird Science, right? Because they were the target of most of sure. The, that was the back comic. in the fifties, right? And, well, this one, this is Wortham. Uh, what did he say? Claimed that Superman was an un-American fascist. Holy shit. Sarah's jaw just dropped. <laughs> I mean, this, this guy, I love that there's still that super, Superman book cover. Like, Superman says, be kind to immigrants. Like, I'm an immigrant. I'm Superman. Jesus Christ. Wonder Woman was a bondage advocate, partially true, Ooh, well, uh, whose powers came, <laughs> were derived from her being a lesbian. Oh. And perhaps most famously... Hangs out with a bunch of broads, got a lasso. Yeah. <laughs> it all tracks. It all tracks. Perhaps most famously, um, he posited that Batman and Robin were... were pedophilic homosexuals together <laughs> which is just a giant lapse in logic to, to uh, mental gymnastics required to get there yeah. i think i looked into it it's like well he asked only homosexuals <laughs> and that's and that's how he came to this wait conclusion. he asked homosexuals if he thought batman and robin were gay he's like well, i like their like, shorts sure <laughs> sure why not it's, yeah sounds but the, fun the pedophile harmless. part i am perplexed by mm-hmm. yeah i mean it, you know, we could, uh, if I was like, hey, come over to my house. We'll wear some uh, tight clothes together. Oh, all right. Might be a little gay. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> sexual. The part? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, eventually, like, all that was kind of proven bullshit. But, like, it is the ramifications of the comics industry. They had to create their their own internal code, the Comics Code Authority, right. which we've hmm. only recently dropped. But it, it, it dictated what content could go into comics. And as a result, we lost Tales from the Crypt. And... All those EC books. It eventually became Mad Magazine because magazines were under a different kind of scrutiny. Okay. But uh, the low art of the horror, like we still, the horror, suspense, erotic comic is only like slowly now making a comeback after like 50 years, from 50 years ago. Most of this stuff, this moral panic stuff didn't do the same amount of damage. It's just someone trying to like, oh, I don't know what these kids are doing, but I hate it. I hate <laughs> it. I'm going to put it on the marquee in front of my church and get people in here. So yes, you're going to hear... We're not knocking Christians necessarily, just these Christians, uh, who sound insane. Yeah. So I don't know. What do we want to start with here? Um, see, there was, that, there was that controversy. You know, we all look really stupid when you're over, let's say, 30, and you have a huge problem with how a kid's cartoon looks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know I'm talking about Thundercats, which I thought before this had never been controversial in my entire life. There's nothing, th- it's, not, it's not even like... I don't know. It doesn't even have like the violence of like a Transformers or a Voltron kind of cartoon. Mm -hmm. It was never anyone's favorite cartoon as as far as I can remember back then. 
But the the intro is amazing. It has one of the best insignias of any cartoon from oh, the yeah. 80s. I know someone with that tattoo. Yeah, me too. Hopefully <laughs> he'll been on. It gets on this goddamn show, Sharon. Um, <laughs> but yes, in the there's there were way too many of these. And again, our, our, on the Laser Time Facebook community and the Laser Time, Laser Time Facebook, we had streamed a bunch of these, and they are transfixing. Because I, I can't do it justice, but it's just like with yourself and friends, just gamble on how they're going to find a problem with this stuff. Sometimes it's mystifying and out of nowhere. So Thundercats, what do you think would be the problem with Thundercats? Bestiality! <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my first guess. But, sure. it, like, it, but no, it required a different kind of mental gymnastics. In the video Games Children's Play, uh, Games Children Play, which he just lines up row by row by row from like Final Fantasy to The Simpsons, Everything he has a problem with that kids are doing. It's from 1990, and far worse than the Thundercats being cheapified, looking Steven Universe style, and goddamn it, being presented to children. My characters. Uh, you guys <laughs> did see all that over the week, didn't you? A little bit, yeah. yeah. I'm not. I, I don't have the connection to cartoons uh, as a lot of people do growing up. Fuck. So <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, I saw it in the zeitgeist for sure. Yeah. Like they announced a new Thundercats roar. It looks very cute. and will be a comedy, like not unlike teen Titans, which I still like, I understand people having a problem with it. It's weird that the show this funny is by these very serious, is starring these very serious DC characters. And it's weird that we can't develop new funny characters to shine that we revert old characters to be funny, but whatever. I think we grew up, we grew up in an era where cartoons kind of sucked and they slowly got good. And it's now expected that your cartoon characters be funny and cool. Mm. You can't have a non-funny mm-hmm. cartoon anymore. Yeah, no, that's probably true. Uh, yeah, and so, but, but this yeah. guy hates the super serious Thundercats, and here's why. Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats! Oh! Well, even a casual look at some of today's cartoons makes it clear. The message that our children are getting when they get up early Saturday morning for the cartoons or before school on the weekdays is one of pure, unadulterated occultism. Uh, Goodbye to the days of Yogi Bear and Huckleberry Hound. Today we now see the world of He-Man and She-Ra, the masters of the universe, and as we have seen here, the Thundercats. You will notice that our kids, without even realizing it, are becoming experts on the New Age. They're becoming experts on Hinduism and on the powers of the occult and they didn't even know they were gaining such an education. As we'll see, and as you just saw in this Thundercats cartoon, we have the message of the third eye. We went into a toy store and bought one of the swords, and the kids play with these swords, and they hold it exactly like we saw in the cartoon, and begin to think about the power of opening this third eye. The third eye is simply the same old ideas that have been around in the occult for many years. Okay, so his problem with the Thundercats is an allusion to Hinduism, and the occult. Okay. Can it really be both? Watching, <laughs> I <think so. laughs> watching that, I immediately, the little clip that he showed, I thought, watching the sword grow as he yelled Thundercats, boner. I thought, boner. oh, it's a boner. boner problem. There's a real boner problem here. So I was, I was uh, taken aback you're when not, I realized. Oh, you're no. not wrong, because like the leap <laughs> of logic yeah. these people have to take to find Same. problems with these little things. And you want to diffuse, you want to fucking really take the wind out of your point? Mention any Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Hmm. It's not like the stuff I had when yeah. I was a kid. Sure. Dude, all that shit sucks and it's probably more dangerous for you on an intellectual level we have not discovered yet. Not You're to probably... mention racist and homophobic <laughs> AF. Like... Uh, not so much Hanna-Barbera stuff, but okay. yeah, definitely the old... Hanna-Barbera, it's too saccharine. It's too nothing. It's, okay. it's horrible, horrible cartoons. Uh, but I want to take you on a little lightning round from a video uh, I really, really like. It's so fucking long and it's called uh, Deception of a Generation. 
and it's it's pretty much a one man's war over pop culture period Ooh. from the year of like 1984 i believe and it's fucking everything everything he manages to find a problem with and it's hosted by pastor gary greenwald and phil phillips a man you probably saw on television if you were cognizant in the 80s cuz he was he wrote turmoil and turmoil in the toolbox turmoil in the toy box part 1 and 2 and other books like the truth about the power rangers and uh, Saturday Morning Brainwashing. No, excuse me. Saturday Morning Mind Control. Oh, my. Uh, Halloween, Halloween and Satanism. How does it tie? So, like, he focused specifically on aspects of pop culture. On and how, joy and fun? Uh, yes. Anything his children <laughs> like. And he, I mean, of course he's angry. His parents named him Philip Phillips. So, <laughs> we, you know. Um, this is a general overview that uh, Gary Greenwald will give us. And you, he, we will soon find they hate everything. Now, I've got a guest today. His name is Phil Phillips. He's from Texas. He has been involved in missions work in his life, and he has now felt called to study the effects of cartoons and children's toys and even TV programs upon our children today. And I'd like to introduce a young man, and uh, Phil, uh, God bless you, and it's good it's to see you today. It's a pleasure being here today. Gary. Now, Phil, I'll tell you what, 14 years ago, Scooby-Doo was a lot different than what Ooh. we see today. And I could hardly recognize it. Can you tell me what's going on in this cartoon? Yes, there's a vast movement toward the occult within the cartoon and toy industry. Most people don't realize that 80% of all cartoons deal directly with the occult. And 40% of the toys on the market have occultic influence. And these are the most popular. Really? The most popular toys are the ones with all the occultery. I know. And this guy's face looks like it looks like Eric Eric Trump and Napoleon Dynamite. Yes. Uh, <laughs> right. I was oh just God. saying his face looks like it needs to be in a mugshot. It's very punchable. He's got full butthead mouth. <laughs> he like shows his teeth with every word. It's the worst. Uh, and, th- and these guys together for like, I think... It, it was probably 90 minutes if this aired on something with commercials. And I should say there's there's one YouTube channel. What is it? Like a cult cassette hour <laughs> that's archived all of these. Apparently, you could find these all over the South once people had access to like camcorders. And this is astonishingly well edited. But they managed to find a problem with everything. I'm sorry, Transformers fans. I was like, ooh, I can't wait to see what they think about Transformers. But they're just like, it's too violent. I'm like, he's got a point. Okay. None of the rest of this, though. Fair. <laughs> none of the rest of this, though, is very fair. Because I'm gonna wa- it's gonna go chronological here. I'm gonna walk you through. What do you think their problem with He-Man is? Ooh. He-Man. He-Man. Sam, are you into He-Man? You're. you're uh, yeah, ex- I was. Ex- I was totally into it. I regret every second of it. Uh, <laughs> even though the toys were badical, uh, it, it was. Yeah, I love the toys. I had Skeletor Wars Lair and everything. It was one of the most monstrous things perpetrated on children. A free show to like it should have been illegal. Yeah. It was. It's such a terrible show. Was, I, re- I just remember the opening credits to it because I think it played directly after either Care Bears or My Little Pony. And so I immediately had to turn it off because it was like, oh, too intense for little tiny Sarah. (laughs) They also have a problem with, I didn't get it because I I wanted, I kept scrubbing through these and like, please tell me how like My Little Pony is going to turn your like six-year-old into a slut harlot. And they didn't do anything like that. It's all pagan symbol horse shit. That's why they hate My Little Pony and Rainbow. Rainbow Bright, as you can see, she's got a star on her cheek and it's upside down. That's Mm. That's a pentagram. It is not a pentagram. An upside down star is all over my folder, and they have nothing to do with Satan. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. But this is their problem with He-Man. Now, Phil, here we're seeing a transformation of He-Man from a wimp, like a Clark Kent type of character, to the He-Man. And he says something uh, like the power by the power of Grayskull. Is that correct? Yes. What you just seen is He-Man being transformed. In fact, his name is Adam. 
yeah. first man oh, interesting. until he's transformed and then he becomes He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe, by lifting his sword in the air and yelling by the power of Grayskull. Now to understand this, about we have to understand what Grayskull is. It is a Jesus? castle built by unknown hands in the shape of the skull, and there's a demon spirit living within it that manifests in the shape of a skull. And so our good character is empowered by occultic demon spirits. Wow. Wow. Woo. He meant. Prince Adam, one of the lamest characters in entire history. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But it doesn't get, it, it gets, he digs in real hard on our boy Skeletor. Meh. Let's play with this toy. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, let's look at Skeletor now. We've got him up on our screen. And Skeletor is this ugly looking uh, skeletal creature with a staff in his hand. Now, what's that staff that he's got in his hand? The staff is a ram's head staff. Now, the ram's head is a very occultic symbol. It's boiled in cauldrons. It's used in different occult practices. No, it's not. But when it's, it's seen on the staff, it's called a Norok. And when the Norok is pictured in occult books, many times it's pictured with the butt of the staff crushed onto the head of a dove. Now, Skeletor introduces most of the occult within the toy series. He has the ability to mind control, to levitate, to astral project, and, and to do many other occult practices and pagan religion practices. Walk through a portal and punch it on his way <laughs> yeah, down. Like, <laughs> These uh, occult practices, which I fully made up in my <laughs> brain imagination, that is the basis of this video that like, we're shooting in a living room. you think you can seriously levitate people? That's not a thing. <laughs> and have you seen He-Man? Skeletor is the I've ultimate... Blaine. Skeletor is the ultimate jobber. Nothing he ever does works. So if he's an advocate <laughs> for occultism, he's a total loser. That's the best thing about all moral panic and religious panic in general is that nobody actually sees these things. And so nobody actually realized, no, the bad guy really is a bad guy. Yeah. There's no glorifying <laughs> but it. But if you know He-Man, it's like they had to they had to make him too likable because they yeah. didn't want him to be too evil. He is a skull. He is a skeleton who's fucking ripped. Yeah. <laughs> Remember who pointed it out to, to you me. people. That is perplexing to me. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, you know, Shira wasn't immune to the damage either. Mm. And also, what sucks about all this, they are talking about all this. They hate all this shit. They have more of the toys in front of them than yes. I ever own. Right, That's right. That's the other thing. You guys are Bastards. buying, and the money's going directly to supporting this, by the way. I just have to say I'm a little disappointed that the criticism wasn't more directed towards the homoerotic erotic <laughs> really? situation here. I mean He-Man is got a half the characters are shirtless <laughs> he's got a very chic blonde bob as I recall and Prince Valiant haircut and Speedo yes <laughs> yeah and like all that shit Skeletor obviously and, into some bondage and the ram's head I'm not saying you don't see ram's heads in certain Judas Priest album covers sure but you know where you see a lot of ram's heads Driving through America, <laughs> like they're on like every old gas station and barn, and they don't necessarily denote occultism every time you see one. Yeah, uh, but it's just a, it's just a cool look. Uh, but Shira was not immune to the scrutiny. Cartoons. We've just watched a mystical world uh, called Mystical or something like that, and there's a witchcraft competition going on, and this girl Shira, who is a myth mythical like a. A goddess to the children. She's got occultic spells and incantations that are being thrown. And I mean, what are the implications of all this, Phil? Well, it's direct link to the occult and, and pagan religion again. And we saw in there that Shira was sent to the sixth dimension. We're talking about Eastern religion. I mean, everything that has taken its basis from Hinduism uh, and 
and other religions like that has been added into our toys and cartoons these days. So this is part of the panic you don't see much anymore. And I think there's a reason for that. One, it looks racist. Sure. If your big complaint yeah. is that this is just, this could be a reference to a, a, let's call it what it is, a rival religion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if that's your biggest problem with it. Also, have some confidence in your fucking product. That is my problem here. Is that <laughs> you hear me up here like my brother and me will make you make you gay and impotent? Yeah. It will, I swear. I tell you. Yeah. Like don't don't listen to it, folks. Only yeah. laser time. Only laser time all the time. I don't get it. I mean, I feel like if God's power is so great and your faith is so strong, why are you worrying about your offspring right. being turned to the devil by a toy that was made yes. in China? Like it, it's all this talk about like magic spells. I mean. <laughs> Come on now. It's even if people believe that's real, that doesn't make it real. Yeah, yes, like, exactly. Before He Man, like like wizards and shit were like public domain of all fucking fiction. Yeah. And like everything has a wizard in it. If it has a fantasy element, it has a wizard in it. Uh King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table has wizards like witches in it and whatnot. I, I looked, I really wanted I wanted them to slut shame like the girl toys. Yes. And they never do. It's always just witchcraft mm, and paganism. That's suspect in and of itself to me, Which to be I, honest. I, I, I will just go ahead and assume a shorthand for for a uh, harlotry. Sure. <laughs> uh but you'll never guess what they had to say about Star Wars. All right, let's do it. Um, I don't know. Let me soften it first. Because, like, Wait, what do you think Star about... Star Wars, the, like, most basic story about good versus <laughs> evil that's ever existed. Yes. Like, it it's, literally has a light and a dark side. It's a Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. Like, It is, it is a ugh. almost too rigidly classic story mapped out. It's just very... It's very fucking peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. I, I don't understand, but... <sighs> of course, he, find, he finds things in it that I never would. This is Squidhead. He's from Star Wars. And as you know, Star Wars told us that the Force would be with us. It, uh, uh, and of course, the Force is, uh, is a word used by witches down through the centuries to describe the power they receive from Satan. Uh, characters like Darth Vader, who look almost exactly like the ancient Norse god Odin, and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and there's a form of witchcraft called Obi-Witchcraft, in which chanting Obi-Obi-Obi over and over again releases the power into the witches' lives. You're saying that you these just were it. actually taken, this was taken from a Norse god uh, who well, looked very much yes, like him? it looks a lot like Darth Vader. Uh, I wish we could right go back there. one slide and look at that Norse god. <laughs> but uh, we can't go, go backwards. backwards. Okay. <laughs> We're looking at Yoda right now. We don't have and, that kind of witchcraft. Uh, Yoda- okay, so they have to go. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the production value isn't that great. So yeah, I wish. I sure wish we could go back and talk about that other guy. And they missed the Cthulhu reference. It was some. Oh yeah. right, right. But uh, let's see what's wrong with Yoda. So was called the Zen master. Of course, this was based on Zen Buddhism. Boo. Zen Buddhism says there's one force in the world, and it can be either used for good or evil. And, uh, and Yoda's called the Zen Master. He's always seen with serpents around him or serpents around his neck. Yeah, what? look at the serpents around yeah. his neck there. He is, he is a three-fingered, three-toed beast. So he has the two fingers and the thumb, which from my information means Satan is Lord. Oh! Why, Why does it mean I'd that? I'd like you to cite your sources <laughs> yeah. on that, please. It's the fucking, the, the kiss, the devil symbol. Oh. Uh, so he thinks Yoda's a three-fingered Muppet! <laughs> that, sure. That means he's... Signifying Satan with a sim, and I don't know where. Like, I didn't double check this. You're right. He it does look like he's wearing a snake in the picture. Yeah, in the action figure. But <laughs> Yoda's associated with snakes. Like, you might have seen the only person to see Star Wars less times in Mel Brooks. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yoda does not interact with snakes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like fucking ever. 
And I like that they attack Zen Buddhism, literally the most peaceful. Exactly. Like, Why are you going to beat up on Buddhism? Like the Jedi have a Damn temple that. like the Jews. <laughs> and they say that there's a force that can be used for evil or good. So do you. <laughs> so, what are you talking about? Um, I never but, saw him go to church the whole movie. <laughs> oh, but you'll never guess what problems they can press on poor E.T. 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 I guess the most recent phenomenon uh, in this, as of 1984. Oh yes. Um, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> what do you think, Phil Phillips, Prince Gary, not Prince Gary, Pastor Gary, <laughs> are going to have a problem with E.T.? Is there anything you can guess off the top of your head? Oh man. Um, I was just cross-dressing. Well, it's against violence. There is totally cross-dressing. <laughs> <laughs> Adamantly Actually, against cross dressing. He, he say he saves that that he saves that scorn for uh, someone else. Okay. But uh, no, this is his problem with ET. ET, the extraterrestrial. What do you? What can we say about him? Well, ET smashed box office records in 1982 by doing 318 million dollars. 318 million dollars. Mm, yes, it was a camouflage occult movie, including uh, levitation, psychic <laughs> oh, healing, God. mind control, uh, mental telepathy, that type of thing. A.T. also included some inferences to homosexuality. What? No, it didn't. <laughs> no, it didn't. False. Let me see the part of your brain. That's he, he doesn't go on to elaborate. Oh, I was going to say, like, well, you just paused it, so go on. There are He doesn't. Okay. But there are nothing. There is no, there's no hint of a, ro- a, a romantic relationship of any kind other than the broken one between Elliot's dad and his non-existent yeah. father. There is three children for the most part, four kids on bikes. There is not a hint of any kind of sexuality in this entire film. Is it the mom's film. haircut? Uh, oh, wait, no. He does kiss someone <laughs> while drunk. Jesus Christ, the 80s were weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mom's haircut is a little gay. <laughs> I say this as having her haircut right now. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> how, how, I, I, don't, I don't know why it just like bums me. Not There's obviously nothing wrong with homosexuality, but like, why do you need to see that in E.T.? You you don't even know his gender. Because he's grasping at straws that are so far out of reach. <sighs> it, and you know what? Also, you can always say homosexuality and it'll make every conservative's brain go on fire. I guess, so I think that's it. I guess so. And let's not forget his first citation for E.T. was levitation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yes. The best part of the movie? He's, he's oh, got a cool. real problem with levitation. Huh? Yeah. We now have to include... David Blaine in that, like you said. Like I said. Uh, Dragon Ball. There's some levitation there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Superman. Superman. Definitely. Definitely <laughs> evil now. <laughs> there's some levitation yeah. involved. He's saying all these things like they're Peter real. Pan? Peter Pan. There's <laughs> definite le- levitation. You got to hate on that too, brother. And of course they won't. It's all about Huckleberry Hound, you fucking idiots. And last but not least, I'm going to give them uh, the Smurfs. <laughs> Smurfs. What do you... And this one was like, okay, this isn't real. This guy is an improvisational genius. <laughs> Uh, he's he's just throwing whatever toy he can. This is like what actually Sam and I used to do, like at a tape recorder in a car before podcasts exist, to try and find. <laughs> we used to sit in the yeah, car no, and pretend to be like, yeah. NP, like an NPR show where you find problems we with everything. Dad's uh, Charlie Parker CD <laughs> yes. and lead us in with some like, some smooth jazz. <laughs> oh my god, I would kill for those tapes. Uh, don't <laughs> Sam might have. No, so I accidentally left. I mean, because there's some you know some pretty uh, rough stuff on there, and mm-hmm. I accidentally left it inside a Denny's and was too embarrassed <laughs> to go back and get it. I left the whole recorder in there. That mm-hmm. isn't a found magazine right now. <laughs> oh god, oh god. Um, 
But this is this is oh Phil, this is Phil riffing. I'm yes, I'm calling it riffing, riffing <laughs> on the fucking Smurfs. Something like Smurfs. Is there anything occultic or dangerous about Smurfs? Well, Smurfs happens to be the most popular Saturday morning cartoon since the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner. So hour. I'm going to rip into it. It's just entered into uh, uh, a long-term run, and it's hit an hour and a half on Saturday morning cartoons. But there are some things about Smurfs. That- by, by the way, that was a little much. It totally entered into like. This is way too much Smurfs when, in like the the, or the late 80s. Like two and a half yeah. hours of Smurfs yeah. every Saturday. I think I was a little young for Smurfs Phil, at the time. Phil, I'm with you. I'm giving it to him. Yeah. I'm giving it to you, That's Phil. fair. That's You've earned that. That's all totally fair. So what going to be different reasons, though. What else is wrong with the Smurfs? <laughs> that we need to look at. First of all, you'll notice that they're depicted as blue with black lips. Well, isn't that interesting? And you know what happens to you when you die? You turn blue and your lips oh turn black. My. And of course, oh these my are God. depictive of uh, dead creatures. Right. And another thing is that Smurfs is an all-male community. And you say, oh, there's Smurfette. Okay. She's a female. <laughs> well, in one cartoon, she was depicted as transforming from a male to a female through magical power. And so the only female in the Smurfs is transformed from a male. She was not born a female. One, uh, not true. Two, we both know too much about the Smurfs. And so. also, that's what happens in Genesis. God <laughs> makes a lady out of a man. So yes. check your facts. Yeah. Uh, yes, Jesus Christ. Um, he should have just done, you know, gone through his bucket list there. It's got levitation, <laughs> homosexuality. They don't Telepathy. wear pants. Uh, uh, there's fisting. They live in psychedelic partners. mushrooms. That guy Gargamel and his wife, Azriel, is all sorts of bestiality going wrong. Uh, <laughs> Mushrooms. I don't know. I'm just saying it. <laughs> uh, Papa Smurf. I think we're talking about a bear and cub situation with his beard and all the youngins. Uh, but this this thing is fascinating. Deception of a generation is what this is called. And um, you will try and put these below on lasertimepodcast.com so you can watch them for yourself in full. Or maybe they're archived on our Facebook community. I want to get. I want to take a little break, but I wanted. I have to go out with this because I was not familiar with um, NBA pro AC Green. Played for the Lakers. Played for a ton of teams. Don't, but don't, he's a famous basketball player, but also like a famous Christian. Like he said, he began and ended his NBA career as a virgin. Um, he never. He never once dipped his wick. The entire. I, I know. I know, with the Lakers in Los Angeles. Oh, I got, I if you want to imagine my face right now, it's the emoji that has the two lines for no, no. eyes and the line for <laughs> mouth. That is my I, face I'm right now. I'm not saying I don't believe him. I'm just like, this is astonishing. <laughs> um, but there is this beautiful boys to men scored, uh, not boys to men, but like oh, just yeah. that full Motown Philly sure. ABC BVD sound happening throughout this entire thing of it ain't worth it. Uh, athletes for abstinence. And <laughs> and the the it's it's just... Utterly, utterly ridiculous. And his promise at the end of this hour-long special, sit around, let's talk about not having sex for an hour, and at the end, here's what you'll be treated with. Woo! <laughs> Hi, I'm A.C. Green. In the next few minutes, we're going to be talking about a subject that is familiar with all of you in one form or another. In today's society, it's a subject that's pretty hard to avoid, and I believe it's one of the most difficult challenges facing you young people today. The subject is sex. That's right. Here we go. The S word. S-E-X. So pay close attention. <laughs> Hopefully by the end of this video, you'll know a lot more about sex and what can happen when you get involved before you should. With the help of some of my friends, we're going to talk about why you should look before you leap into bed with someone and how you can deal with the pressures I know you all must face. Now, even though the subject's a pretty serious one, we're also going to have a little fun with this as well. 
You'll hear from other professional athletes. We've got a slamming music video for you and a whole lot of really important information. So kick back, check us out. We're coming right at you. It ain't worth it, sucker. It is. Wow. <laughs> so lots unpacked there. So we'll get to it. It's, it'll take us out. But like it, it's crescendo is like a fucking 27 minute long music video where he just riffs like freestyles on abstinence. Um, it's it's incredible. But there are other athletes who appear in here. Uh, Barry Sanders makes a short appearance. Other people I've never heard of. And one guy, I don't know why I remember this, but Sam might. Sarah probably won't. Do you remember Dan versus Dave? No, what was it? Like that, that uh, Reebok like campaign. Like, will it be Dan or Dave representing the Vaguely, U.S. at yeah, the Olympics? Yeah. And it ended up being Dave, and he sucked ass, and we never heard from him again. <laughs> this is about the most notable thing he ever did after this. And what I really hate about the middle of this, because it's mostly talking to droning, know-nothing teenagers, is that it really scares you about AIDS. And I get it. I, mm. I do want... To, I don't I don't think they're being facetious. I think they were really... People were really scared of fucking AIDS in yeah. the uh, late late 80s, early 90s. But, like, we all know abstinence isn't a real policy. And to do this for one hour and not mention condoms... like Oof. Yeah. yeah. I That's, can tell you right now... It's irresponsible. Living on the, on the very end of the AIDS care, I would have risked death... For some stanky on my hang down, well, I w- it didn't matter. It just it felt that important. So if you if you were more encouraging me to wrap it up rather than say just never think about it, whatever you do, don't do it, don't talk about it, don't eat it, don't read it, don't watch it. It's a video later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ignore your biological yeah. imperative. Right. <laughs> it just seems so fucking cruel. Oh. When I watch it, it seemed to me seems cruel to tell teenagers just sit on it, man. Take a cold shower. Don't sit on <laughs> do it. Do not masturbate, whatever you do. That's the easy just, way out. Just sit on your dick. <laughs> just sit on it, man. Sit on your bowl. Don't let anyone else do it, though. Mr. Belvedere style. Just sit on it. Um, <laughs> um, but this is this is Dan scaring us and trying to scare us out of ever having sex again. Hi, Woo! I'm Daryl Green of the Washington Redskins. Hey, y'all, let me tell you the real truth about abstinence. It's the only safe sex that work. So if you're real smart and you want to live, try it. Cause it just ain't working. Hi, Dave Johnson here from the U.S. Olympic team. Before you make that mistake, stop and think. Pregnancy, pain, AIDS, and death. Okay? Try abstinence because it just ain't worth it. I would like. I'd like to point out. It's just when you think there's no positivity in your world, no one associates sex with death anymore that's that's not part of the campaign right it's true. neat I, it feels i i just that just washed over me because we very much heard that yes. shit all the time oh, yeah like, yes yeah not pregnancy is a fate worse than death for some of us but uh <laughs> but death real death yeah real death and it, it ain't worth it athletes for abstinence and i don't believe anybody but ac when they say just don't do it kids i didn't I don't know. Maybe they didn't. They're pretty good athletes. Athletes just another form of nerd. Yes, <laughs> you're too busy for women. It's true. Um, but if you sit through the whole fucking thing, you're rewarded with just a woo slamming hip hop infused R and B rendition of "It Ain't Worth It," a whole music video showstopper that happens when a basketball player leaves the court to go pursue women. That ain't cool. Uh, so they have to they have to bust out in song, and it gets. Right from the beginning, it gets, it gets real heavy. Like, the whole thing's been pretty lighthearted, even though the subject is sex. But I believe AC alludes to a government conspiracy. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. I can get out down on that. Hey. 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 Don't run, stop, 
course it's a video moving at like one frame a second and uh the science is too tight like i i can't dispute any of this it just comes together too well it's just it's downright irresponsible when you have a lyric that says safe sex you can't trust it you can't trust it the government's Ooh. latex the government's latex i mean <laughs> make the latex <laughs> i mean i think they they may have facilitated some of the sheepskins in like so world he, war one so he's saying that the government has like big latex is behind yes. the safe sex lobby yeah. I'm not behind Ooh. Big Trojan. <laughs> like, okay. It's, it's, so let's close out with a little more of that uh, that jam, and we'll see you once again in a land of pure moral panic. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're well rested because if you're not, oh man, this is going to be the perfect sponsor for today. Casper Mattresses. Yes, Casper Mattresses, baby. Offering you one hell of a sleep experience for an outrageously reduced cost. And even better than that, if you go to caspertrial.com slash laser time, you can get $50 towards any mattress that you want right now. And when I say any mattress, I mean from twin to California king. And if you don't know what Casper Mattresses are... Uh, they are mattresses that combine high-density memory foam and premium latex to create a sleep surface that contours to your body and keeps you cool and balanced through the night. Casper's dug deep into the science of sleep, and they're trying to offer you a better mattress at a much better cost. And one of the ways Casper has cut out the cost is by not having stores throughout the entire country. Instead, they ship the mattress right to you. As a result, Casper mattresses are up to a quarter of the price that you'll find in most big box stores, and even better than that, and if you have any reservations of a mattress being shipped to your house, Casper knows that, and that's why they've provided Provided you with a hundred night risk-free trial. You don't like the Casper mattress? Give them a call. They'll come pick it up for you, get rid of it, and give you a full refund. If you're in the market for a new mattress, please consider Casper. And even better, go to caspertrial.com slash laser time to get $50 towards any new mattress. Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show, 302010. Here's a clip from 1998. I, can't, I just read it as it was put down the dock. I just said Snoop Doggy Dog, which is like the widest way you can pronounce his name. <laughs> That's uh, what it was back then. He, it was listed as Snoop Doggy Dog. Yeah. He's Snoop Lion, and we all know it. The only wider way to do it is to say, that's Snoop Dogg or whatever he's calling himself these days. I, I remember I was, at, I was at an assembly in middle school, and it was Black History Month, and like the black vice principal is talking about famous people in black history and like everyone, Harriet Tubman, and no one's saying anything. And then she starts getting the like, and I see Cube, and then she, <laughs> and then she just gets into, and of course, and this is like right after Doggy Style dropped, Everyone's favorite, Snoopy Dog Snoop. (laughs) (laughs) Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on LazerTimePodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, you roll it? Yep. Content's under pressure, I just might blow. Content's under pressure, I just might blow. Content's under pressure, I just might blow. 
Coming in with Steve Urkel's Contents Under Pressure. Kind of a filthy name for a song. I'm about to, I'm about to blow my load over everything, Lara. Oh, um, my God. He references drips of sweat dripping down. It gets sexual. And he, he, It's technically Jaleel White, but he is dressed like He's Urkel. Urkeling. He's yeah. definitely Urkel. But moving around real cool. Yes, we are still smack dab in the middle of moral panics. A, a bunch of stuff I wanted to elaborate on further. How about this? I'll find you... I, I wanted to... Of the stuff Daniel sent me, the most recent moral panic from an overly religious person. Pretty fucking ridiculous. And this one is over uh, an energy drink. Ooh. <laughs> that drink being monster. Pale. You could have here in Hebrew 666 on the can. But my interest is the word monster. What do you see in the O? There's a cross. Okay. What has Christ got to do with an energy drink, let alone the name Monster? So I thought, well, maybe this is a Christian company then. BFC at the bottom of the can. Do you know what that stands for? That's the F word. Big can. In fact, they write it on the side of the can, so I know that's the F word. Okay. Now, do you know what a MILF is? <laughs> I couldn't see it from this angle. Is she talking about the cross? You mean the letter T? The, no, it's oh. the letter O. Oh. But there's like, there's like a line through the O. And Monster still is. Still is. And, but that's also what I'm talking about, like the inherent racism of like having a Hebrew letter on your can isn't inherently anti-Christian. Right. Yeah. What's wrong with you people? I love the lady who's listening who just goes, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that has 10 million views. <laughs> and it's clearly stolen from another channel. I'd never seen it before. This wow. lady giving a presentation on satanic monster energy. Uh, they're so sure, too. That's are, the thing. There There's... are a thousand reasons not to drink monster energy. Well, yeah. You start down that road with that sort of thing. <laughs> I mean, like the other guy, I mean, where does he have. I mean, I, it boggles my mind how he got down there. I mean, because he's looking very hard for all of those things. Yeah, it's just. It, yeah, I don't know how you make that leap in logic. Like, why, like, why you feel that intimidated by a product or a thing. And, and we're out of some of the pop culture stuff. It's, it's going to get a little drier here. You know what? Why don't I. I sweetened it up with uh, Leonard Moulton, or no, Leonard Leonard Nimoy, telling us <laughs> how to survive Y2K. Ooh. Our island in space, our home, our civilization, our human innovations. How could the omission of two simple digits affect the destiny of all humankind? Y2K. What does it mean? How will it affect you, your family, your community, your nation, our world? Y2K, how can we prepare individually? How can we work together as global neighbors to make the best of whatever may occur before and after January 1st of the year 2000? Either way, no one's coming in my bunker. That's <laughs> not going to happen. Uh, Y2K. We all got through that okay, right? Yeah. Yes, we did. We oh, did. our ice machine broke during my Y2K <laughs> sleepover. It was a real problem. Sleepover? Yeah, I was in high school. <laughs> I was in ninth grade. <laughs> so you had a party? Or were you just like business as usual? No, yeah, I had my gal pals over and we, you we, know. We did have a friend with a Y2K bunker. Allegedly. I Allegedly. never saw it because he, he wouldn't, wouldn't fucking show it to us. <laughs> allow us to go in it. And it was he way out in the sticks. He eat all those MREs. <laughs> it was way the fuck out in the sticks. We'll, we'll get into some more 
pop culture kind of stuff. Um, there's a ton of this in the video False Gods of Our Time. Hmm. And this really irritated me because, like, I understand a, a Christian video like this going after atheism. But if someone says they're agnostic, they're not saying you're wrong. You're not fighting with an agnostic. Right. And it, more so than that, how this guy decides to pronounce uh, Cosmos when talking about Carl Sagan. Like, Carl Sagan's not your enemy, Christians. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> uh, but he, here's this, but it has an actor playing an atheist teacher, which I went to school in the South and, like, there was some pretty rampant Christianity in my science teachers. Like, oh, I don't yeah. know what school you're going to, uh, but everybody seemed to be going to church back then. Uh, but here, uh, talking about atheism being, I don't know, like somehow being combative with uh, modern religion. The Bible states that the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. Yet the popular view from the academic community is... I'm a confirmed atheist because as an educator and science teacher, I find no rational basis for believing in God. Well, what about that? Is there a rational basis for believing in God? Before we answer that question, we have to decide what kind of God we're talking about. There are three major views that are being promoted today. Atheism is the belief that no God exists. The universe is all there is. Though he claims to be an agnostic, Carl Sagan, astronomer and popular host of the PBS series Cosmos, would be a good example of one who promotes an atheistic <laughs> worldview. For him, the cosmos is all that is the or cosmos? ever was or ever will be. God damn it! This is the only time you talk about the stars? This Being a Christian should not preclude you being disinterested in astronomy. The word should have come up at some point. Someone would have been like, I don't think that's how you say it. Yeah, this is obviously very realistic because he's literally never said that word or heard anyone say that word. He's just read it. And I am dying. Behind him is a periodic table. And if that's like just a bunch of like like biblical characters. Uh, with ac uh, Anyway, yes. False Gods of Our Time, another good one. And there's a ton of... I kept away from the 1950s ones because you've all know Reefer Madness. I think sure. we talked we talked about it on Elm Street Nightmare. New Line, uh, I think they called Freddy Krueger the the house that Freddy built because New Line Cinema was not so much a big studio at that point, and they kind of made their bones distributing Reefer Madness, allowing people in the 80s to laugh at the propaganda from the 1950s. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, so I kept away from stuff like that. There's some really nasty stuff about uh, homosexuals and um, mentally challenged people from, and, and stuff from Yikes. this period. So I kept away from it. I wanted to say, say, mostly let's keep the videos in color. Here, nothing in black and white. It's too terrifying. Uh, but this, this is 82, but it might as well be the 70s, and I want to hate it so bad. It's called Rock. It's your decision. Ooh. It's it's your decision. You decide whether you do this or not, but the priest is so irritatingly level-headed. Kind of like the new pope. <laughs> like, Ooh, right. I love the new pope. Not the show, it's like... but the, the, <laughs> the, current, the current pope who just like, man, I hate agreeing with you. Like, like, I go back to like hating the Catholic Church. He's like cool. He's like got his pope chair turned around backwards. He's just yeah. rapping with you. <laughs> oh, he's got his big triangle hat on backwards, <laughs> spins it around. Um, and you're, uh, yes, you're talking to someone. I got dunked. I've been baptized. It wasn't my choice, but apparently I'm a full Catholic. Ooh, uh, I so. went through all of it. Yeah, exactly. I'm fully confirmed. We're, again, we're not anti-religion. We're not here. No. Like, you wouldn't still be here if you're offended, I guess, so I don't yeah. have to say this 40 minutes into the show. Uh, but this is the attitude of the overall piece. And there's no, it's all dramatized. There's no narrator, which is what I really wanted to, to tell me how bad rock music was. Brother Owen, Jeff respects you, and you seem to have a lot of influence with him. Would you be willing to talk to him? 
So then the problem is mainly Jeff's attitude. Is rebellion concerning his music? Jeff's attitude change became apparent right after we gave him a stereo for Christmas last year. I suppose that was the beginning of it. Do you know if Jeff listened to rock music before he had his own stereo? I really don't know. I didn't pay that much attention to what he listened to. Does it make that much difference? Jeff has probably been a fan of rock for a long time. <laughs> you didn't even know it, you terrible mother. That's the thing that makes me so insane, too. These people are so concerned about their children and yet refuse to pay attention to them right. or what they're yeah. doing. Like, right. no, that's the government's job. Let's shut all and this th- down I because just, we can't be bothered. I just assumed he was up there with his door closed listening to Glenn Miller records. <laughs> and the same people who made this video and would, like, be forced to watch it in 1982 would be begging their children to watch to listen to rock music right now over that yes. rip don't listen to that Kendrick Lamar and <laughs> kids who walk it like they talk it I don't want to hear any of that in my house like they would be begging begging them to listen to the most satanic rock music over half the music out there today this dub steps corrupting our youth uh, but like it, it, what's even better about it is like they clearly can't afford any of the music they're referencing so if you ever get bored enough to watch this dull one-hour presentation on fucking little Billy convincing his friends why they, not that they shouldn't listen to rock music, but that it might not be the best idea. It is their decision. And it, it's your decision. That's, the, that's what's so <laughs> irritating about this. I wanted to be more like way more off the handle. Was that a, supposed to be a Catholic priest that she's talking to? They keep calling them brother, and it's really creepy. Ooh, Ooh, okay. That sounds I was, culty. Well, mm-hmm. I was just going to say, I mean. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> if she thinks she's her kid is in danger listening to rock music, she should not be trusting this child to a Catholic priest. I think we all <laughs> yeah. learned over the years, that's the most dangerous place to be. It didn't happen to me, and that's what hurts most of all. Like, <laughs> no one wanted me. <laughs> no one wanted me. Um, uh, but, uh, this is, it's, again, this is irritating. It's a kind breakdown of like, maybe it's not the right thing. It's not for me to say. The Bible says, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Tell me, would that include your music? get paid to do it. My music? <laughs> well, sure, but how can you... How can you set standards? Well, any standards for a Christian should be set according to Scripture. Sometimes that can be difficult because Scripture isn't always specific. It never specifically says, thou shalt not smoke. And yet we know that it does talk about taking care of your body because the body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Right. If whatever you do is to glorify Christ, shouldn't your music glorify Him as well? Sure, but... Does that mean the only thing I can listen to is Amazing Grace or How Great Thou Art? No, of course not. But the, the music and the words to songs should not be against principles set down in Scripture. I hate how folksy this guy is. Ooh, he's <laughs> I can't like, stand it. He's walking around with a coffee cup and one hand <laughs> in, in his, his pocket. pocket and like a corduroy blazer. And I'm <laughs> telling you, I went to Catholic school. I had my religion teacher was basically this dude. Like... <laughs> And it was hard to hate them, to be honest. It's one of those things I hate about Catholics in general. Yeah, I know. Just that, like, uh, like your whole day doesn't have to be about Jesus. Yep. In fact, if God made us, he's probably busy. He's probably got better things to do. Oh, I'm managing a supernova today. I don't have time to, to make fun of you for your Kiss album. Um, <laughs> and I can't stand this. And, like, at the end of the day, the Bible is an example of... Of literature and popular culture. Yeah. 
God damn it. That's that's the best thing about the Bible is that it's a wonderful piece of literature that people find different meaning in throughout time that gives them great spiritual courage. They discourage it with every other thing but the Bible. You can't just be the only book. I don't know. That always fucking infuriates me about all of this. It's like one because if you think when you boil it down 100 years from now, the Bible is just as much of pop culture as the Smurfs, He-Man or heavy metal. Sure. (laughs) That's what it'll look like. There's levitation and stuff in the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, And again, one of the best things about this is there's a couple of parts during the talk where they're listening to music and the lyrics are barely intelligible. So I couldn't get the, couldn't get the sounds for you, but they're all like heavy Satan-y and not realistic, Mm -hmm. but they clearly have to walk that line because they can't use real bands in here. They can't show real album covers. So I didn't think this would be a band you'd pick on. But they hold up a, an album cover with clear fucking electrical tape on it with only the words lens skin visible. Oh. Like I'd never heard, again, where we are now, every parent in Florida would be begging their kid to listen to Leonard Skinner over anything on the radio. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. here it's an example of sex and iniquity and occultism and rock and roll music in 1982. Uh, so let's talk, let's, let's rap about that for a second. And look at this one. You see what I mean? Over half of those songs, either the titles or the lyrics, have something to do with sex. So what? It's a popular subject nowadays. And not just with rock music. That's true. But does that make it right? (laughs) Some of these groups, they believe in a lifestyle that's totally against everything the Bible teaches. Drinking, drugs, sex, some are even involved in the occult. And if we buy their albums, then we're putting money in their pockets. We're actually paying for their sin. We're promoting sin. Okay, that's true for some groups. I can understand if every kid at church was buying that kind of stuff, but they're not. I think you're wrong. I think we should condemn an entire genre. I, I really think we should. Yeah. And if, <laughs> if you sit on a bed like that, you have to be like writing in your diary. You can't be like looking at records. That's just, it doesn't work. I believe one of the records that he threw on top there was Billy Joel, mm-hmm. I want to say. <laughs> Bottle of red? Bottle of white? <laughs> Only red. That's what we drink at church, you guys. And they worship a god named Allentown. <laughs> it's, it's just so, it's, it's so fucking absurd. And I think it's so absurd because they're piggybacking on the success and popularity of rock and roll music. And now that it's no longer popular, it's not a problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. you mean like with Christian rock or something. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like now that there's, there's a Christian version of it, so it's not a target anymore. And I was... We did it on another show a long time ago. Like I was trying to think of the last controversial song, and we couldn't really mm-hmm. find controversial songs. We could we could find controversial musicians, or like everyone's mad at Beyonce for saying Black Lives Matter, uh, but like no songs that are really controversial. You know, the late the, like Donald Glover or Childish Gambino's "This Is America." is a controversial video. And I don't think there's anything controversial about no, it. No, I mean, it, the first thing that comes to mind is maybe like Cop Killer or something like that. That's, and that's like 92. And it's not really yeah. a religious thing. Well, it's it, but, not at all. But really, I think but. like the song, This Is America, isn't very controversial. The video gets, yeah. gets people talking. It's fucking sure. awesome. I can think of a lot of music videos. It's the imagery. But the right. song itself. What What's the last thing you can think of? And I can't yeah. think of shit. I can't I mean, think of a goddamn thing. I had to go back to the early 90s. Yeah, and I, like me trying to think about the last, and it seems like it, it, it makes you feel so old. Do you remember the last album burning you saw in the news? Because no. we did no. live in those lifetime that 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 world yeah. uh, thirty years ago. It for me, it's the Dixie Chicks because oh, the Dixie yes. Chicks personally took a stance against George W. Bush, who we 
Hindsight, great president. We all love him. Everyone's proud <laughs> to have voted for him. Um, sure. You guys are not laughing. <laughs> I was laughing. Too soon. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's half your lifetime ago. Um, yeah, they were Dixie like driving Chicks. over it with like steamrollers Dixie over the Chicks, records. By the way, the most punk rock thing that's happened, them doing it's, that. I, I They've would... got the biggest dicks in country music. <laughs> like, good for them. Yeah. I will support them 100%. But that's, every that's day. like the last fucking thing yeah. I could think of. Something controversial, something like the news is telling, like, watch out, your children are getting your hands on it. Because Sam and I grew up in the land of two live crew. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which I, going out to California, like, yeah, that wasn't everywhere. It was very much a big Florida thing. Because, oh, I didn't know that. Because, yeah. well, because it's like the only time in history someone's been like charged with obscenity for music, <laughs> like on a legal, like, the police came yeah. after them because their lyrics were wow. naughty. <laughs> like, that, that only happened once with two live crew, and it was. The governor here, who made that possible, remember fuck Martina. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about that in a controversial music episode on another episode of Laser Time. Uh, but eventually, Billy learns, and of course, this this movie ends the only way it can. There's no narrator, so it's got to end with a sermon from well, a let me just say, truly kids, woke little kid. Don't listen to Leonard Skinner, though. Not for any <laughs> of the reasons he said, but because it's fucking racist. So <laughs> again, there's for a lot of the stuff. There's a billion reasons not to engage. Yeah, with exactly. It. Leonard Skinner's terrible, like for other reasons. Listen to these titles. Listen to how many of them have something to do with Satanism or the occult. Sympathy for the Devil, Dancing with Mr. D by the Rolling Stones. Boo. Devil's Den and Dance with the Dragon by Jefferson Starship. Boo. Evil Boo. Ways and Soul Sacrifice by Santana. And listen to these by the rock group ACDC. Rock and Roll Damnation, Let There Be Rock, Highway to Hell, and this is my favorite right here. Hell ain't a bad place to be. <laughs> what about those of you who are buying Kiss albums? 12 years old and younger. Three of their albums are entitled Hotter Than Hell, Dressed to Kill, and Destroyer. And I've seen little kids wearing Kiss t-shirts. And now I see their products all over QVC. It's been totally mainstreamified. Kiss, oh God, Kiss. Kiss, again, a thousand reasons. Chief among them, you gotta have good taste. Don't listen to Kiss. Uh, but there's a thousand reasons not to listen to Kiss, not this. And ACDC, which I... Thanks to Tallahassee over the air radio, I can't fucking stand anymore. I hate ACDC. Oh, Never want to hear them. On the new rock station. Oh. <laughs> well. It's obnoxious. It's the newest rock. I hate it so much. Uh, but hell is a pretty good place, is actually. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's an ACDC yeah. song? Oh, goodness. Hell's not a bad place or something like that. Well, okay. uh, sympathy for the devil. And then, like, a Santana song, like, that better not be an instrumental. Like don't don't complain about <laughs> that. Don't don't get up and sermonize about that. Uh, uh, all right, but let's bring the kids back in. Rock music, nothing to be afraid of. Um, Harry Potter, though. <laughs> oh, Harry Potter. And this is this is the last yeah. time I noticed this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And the last time I think I, the only time I defriended someone on MySpace. Ooh. I connected with this ex ex girlfriend. We had kind of a fraught breakup, and then like. Ten, 10 years later, like, I'm sorry about how I acted. Me too. Like, we can be friends. I'd like you to meet my children. I think that would be really good. And the next thing she sends out is like a petition to boycott the last Harry Potter movie. I'm like, we'll never be friends. Over witches or something. Yeah, over yeah. witches. And, and witches. Aren't real. It doesn't Never make, were. I, neither, but I thought, I swear, reading the Bible, I like, this is a cool story. But you don't have to buy hook, line, and sinker to the bu- burning bush. It's a fucking metaphor. 
Like, all of this is a metaphor. Like, relax a little bit. Why are wizards a problem now? And it's popular because parents don't want to read this book, and they're fun. Read the yeah. book with your kids. Like, you'll have a great and time. And it gets kids reading. That's right. the other thing, too. Like, so many children would not be readers like, if it weren't for Harry Potter. And it's like it's like six years before the iPhone. You would beg your children, mm-hmm. beg your children mm-hmm. to go into the library and get interested in something. We, and there's Harry Potter out there, mm-hmm. and you won't let them have it. But this woman, this is a video. I'll try and, try and put it underneath the article. Because this woman, fire in her eyes is very real, even though I think this issue is not. The devil goes after the young. Those who cannot fend for themselves. That's why we're trying to help you. We're trying to warn you. And while I'm on the subject, let me say something about Harry Potter. Warlocks are enemies of God. (laughs) And I don't care what kind of hero they are. They're an enemy of God. And had it been in the Old Testament, Harry Potter would have been put to death. Amen. Amen. I forgot. This is from the documentary Jesus. Yeah, that's like so fucking horrible. I recognize it. If you need to be saddened and frightened to your core, you have to watch this documentary. It is so fucking depressing. Yeah. It makes me glad that the birth rate is down in the United States because <laughs> this like documentary is just like, fuck it, we're done. Yes. It, it's so depressing. You will get to hear that same woman speaking in tongues, and when you hear somebody actually doing that, it's really kind of terrifying. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. very unnerving. You're like, that it needs a good beat behind it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a project for everyone out there. And that, I just hate hated that documentary just like, why would you do this to kids? Yeah, like, I know she, she reduces them to tears, like yeah. probably in this scene. We're all yeah. scared for kids. It's our, it's it. I know all people don't feel like it's sort of our job as a community to take care of children, but to like sit down and like tell them the world is this terrible and that this thing they might like is that bad. And also, I wish we had bigger fantasy fans here on the fucking podcast to like. Just because you're a boy witch doesn't mean you're a warlock. There has to be a distinction. <laughs> warlock has a <laughs> yeah. negative connotation. I have no way. Even with Adam I don't Warlock. Know. Uh, but yes, Harry Potter's not a warlock. He's like clearly on the side of good. There's probably a good allegory in here for fucking Christianity if you look closely at it. Uh, again, back and, to just the good versus evil. Yeah. And also, there it, it's, it's a great allegory for Christianity, actually, or for religion, or just the forces of good and evil, because yes. there's shades of gray. You've got Snape, mm-hmm. who is like, Doing things that ultimately, spoiler alert, he's the, a good guy. Like the fucking Republicans. I mean, Death Eaters. Oh, the, right. The, the, the Death Eaters. It's a side of it's a side Synonymous. of humanity that we all could embrace if we wanted to. Right. But there should be more aspects and more positivity that you do not want to. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. that every religion should like lean into that and read Harry Potter. Yes. Come on, Potter. Potter. Embrace more people. Embrace it. Embrace it. Please make a better religion. <laughs> this whole indoctrination of children, though, that's like a thing that's like. It's hard. It's hard to grapple with, definitely. I mean, I grew up Catholic, and like I said, I did all the sacraments. I was talking to my mom recently, and I realized I had to go to confession when I was (sighs) eight. So, which means I had to go in a room and sit with a priest and tell him my sins as an eight-year-old. Like, every other person I know that grew up Catholic, we've all conferred, and they're like, yeah, I just made something up because I'm an eight-year-old. What did I do? And I was like, I did the same thing I made it up to because I don't know. I almost got detention, but then I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Or I, like, I thought a mean thought about my mom when she told me to clean my room. I didn't study as hard for my spelling test, and I got an 89. Yes, exactly. Oh, sad. Uh, but in more modern examples, I mean, I think everything is terrible. They spread this around, the anti-Pokemon preacher. Because it's important 
for the church to deal with issues as they come to the forefront in society. I said, son, what is that one morning? He said, that's, a, that's Pokemon. And son, I found out that Pokemon means pocket monster. Pokemon <laughs> is Pokemon, plural, are incredible creatures that share the world with humans. Each has his own fighting abilities. Some grow and evolve into even more powerful creatures. So most of his problems are like, you couldn't hear it because it's a, everything is terrible clip, is evolution. That it, it Pokemon oh. has evolution. And, and some of this, and because there's like 300,000 fucking Pokemon, he can find something wrong with, ah, look, there's the spiral symbol in that one. <laughs> Remember how we talked about a spiral symbol? like, man, I forgot the sermon about how the spiral symbol is somehow bad for me. Oh, yeah, I guess it is in here. Oh, this one wears a skull for a hat. You can't wear a skull for a hat and be for Jesus Christ. Well, you probably can. It's okay. Like, why not? Why not? I've <laughs> yeah. seen some Klansmen do it in some fucking movie. <laughs> sure. Um, also, that guy, I think, is impersonating Will Ferrell, impersonating George W. Bush. <laughs> it does. It yeah, does. it sounds like it. There stands also, for pocket monster. I, <laughs> I feel like that guy has probably been indicted on RICO charges by now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, again, just to, just to like this assault against something a little more popular that mm-hmm. you refuse to learn why is. Because po- the basis of Pokemon is math. Like stats. That's the most evil thing about it. Like that's just witchcraft, and maybe some capitalism in there. If you're buying your kid every fucking Pokemon, well, that's those a lot of money. Idiots are super into that stuff, so I don't get <laughs> yeah. those idiots. Meaning these preacher yeah. types. But you can go to Passion of the Christ six times in the movie theater, and your kid can't have two Pokemon yeah. games. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and there's this even better one: uh, a guy who bills himself as an ex-Satanist, Stephen Tollins. Uh, he can talk to you a little more about the satanic uh, influence of Pokemons. A lot of things come over from the Orient. The Orient, yes. A lot of things come over from the Orient. What year is this? <laughs> and some things have a big impact on us, and some things don't. I can't think of anything that come over from the Orient that actually had a big impact or a phenomenon-type craze other than Godzilla. But there is something new that's come over to the United States and has actually captured the minds and the imagination of every single child. And you know what? It's not new at all. Japanese kids have been watching this thing since 1995. It started out as a cartoon, went to a comic book, they made it into a video game, went to toys, collectible card game. Now, praise God, there's even a a movie on it. The first movie. And it was started in 1995. It's not new, (laughs) but it's new to kids, and they're eating it up. And it's called Pokemon. It was a one-minute dramatic build to fucking (laughs) Pokemon. Fucking Orient. It's like, (laughs) spices and fine silks came from the Orient. (laughs) Also, where's it from? Bangladesh? Like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also, that has got to be who Danny McBride basically found a down character. He looks just like he found a down character. That was insane. Same same haircut, only a little bit blonder. I'm fucking fucking in. You're fucking out, Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) I love the old-timey projection. <laughs> like he's a community college professor. <laughs> God doesn't believe in Microsoft Office. I'm not going to use PowerPoint. Well, I'm abstaining from work on Sunday on the reg, going to church on the reg, reading the Bible on the reg. <laughs> oh my God! And and like I don't know, like Magic Nerds, you're gonna you're gonna love like the reaching he has to go through to tell you why Pokemon's bad. Magic the Gathering nerds. Now it doesn't make any difference what I say. 
It's what their own material says, because their own material will give them away. Okay? So I'm going to read to you. Here's the direct quote from the, the web pages of the producer of this game. Listen to this. The Pokemon trading card game is a new collectible card game that is made and distributed by Wizards of the Coast. What is a wizard? Whoa. Male practitioner of black magic. Not always! Wizards of the Coast. The same company Ladies, that made the best-selling game, Magic the Gathering. Magic the Gathering is a heavily occult-laced trading card game which has been very popular in the 90s. And I should also tell you that Wizards of the Coast also owns a subsidiary company named TSR. And TSR is the company that puts out all Dungeons and Dragons material. So, this is me segueing. I, here's, here's, here's my little story. I, my parents sent me to free summer camps my whole life. Um, either at our parks or at the YMCA. The Young Man's Christian, which had no religious oh, connotation no. to it at all. And then all of a sudden my friend told me about this camp. It was called, where the church was, East Hill Baptist. Mm -hmm. And he got me in there because they had like 15 Nintendos, a bunch of Sega Genesis and arcade games, a, a gym, a baseball diamond, like anything a kid could want for summer camp they had with mandatory chapel. So I feel like maybe it's through that world. I did kind of grow up with Dungeons and Dragons had a stink on it uh, from Christians. Mm -hmm. They really didn't like it. And I don't really understand why. Because the whole conceit of it is just imagination and improvisation. Yeah. It's the acknowledgement that like none of this is real. We are role-playing. Yeah, but you can levitate in it. That means it's a fucking occult. <laughs> also, too, to go, I mean, parents right now should be begging their children to be playing Dungeons and, right. Dungeons and Dragons right now. I would kill for like to have our, like my hypothetical children be like <laughs> hanging out at home drinking sprite and playing dungeon playing dragons with his all friends night. rather than watching that. drake watch a, a fortnite yeah, stream and vaping <laughs> <laughs> putting no tide pods in your goddamn mouth <laughs> <laughs> You're right it, yeah. like in, in this day and age D D, and i remember being a little scared of it from the way, okay, but this church also, like, there was an entire, like, week where they talked about the evils of the Ouija board, which, by the way, oh, has yeah. two major motion pictures now. <laughs> and it's pretty oh much God. like a glorified parlor game that was somehow really channeled, like, really bought into this Parker Brothers pitch, didn't you? Like, there's yeah. evil spirits coming through this Milton Bradley game. But fucking D&D, &D, like, it, it, I don't want to say it scared me away from it, but I didn't ever consider doing it because a certain part, portion of my life it was considered naughty. To play D&D. &D. Not from my parents, but from the churches I went to. Um, and that was huge. I think we grew up in the shadow of that. And I wanted to close out the show with that. Because it was the only one that got a movie uh, based on it. Mazes and Monsters. Hmm. Did we ever see Mazes and Monsters? And it, it had no. a much longer shelf life because it was the first starring vehicle for this young man. Tom Hanks and his friends get caught up in a deadly game of fantasy. I am the maze controller. Until they take it too far. I propose we play mazes and monsters in a real setting. It won't be a fantasy. Too bad for one of them, because now there's no turning back. This is only a game. I know, I killed somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Tom. Oh poor Tom. Uh, yeah, it, and that, it, it has a real tragedy based around it. Just that, like, uh, what was his name? James Eggert, uh, a real person who was a D&D &D player, but also had some substance abuse problems and a repressed 
homosexuality and in college disappeared for a few days in the tunnels of his the college and I, either he blamed D&D or somebody involved with the case blamed D&D. It got a book made out of it called Mazes and Monsters and the movie is just like this highly fictionalized account of something people thought really happened. But they didn't know the other stuff about James. The multiple suicide attempts which he was eventually successful at. Right. Um, but it was solely D&D that was the problem. That's what termed James evil. And that's how the late late 70s people grew up with that connotation. For yeah, D&D. the whole satanic panic thing went all the way through the 80s. I, a couple of years through ago. Through the 90s. Yeah, Columbine. I mean, and just you, maybe seven years ago, whenever that was, I never thought I would have lived to see the West Memphis 3 released from prison. Yes. Yeah, yeah it was insane. That, 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 I, I, I remember that was one that of the... That journey's amazing. Yeah, and, and watching that, like, whether. Well, you convicted children because you thought they were Satanists? Yeah. Yeah. And you couldn't even prove it? They had their, <laughs> no, they had their occult expert, remember? Did you yeah. ever see the documentary? Yeah, we Yeah, That three-part documentary, Paris, Paradise Lost, I cannot recommend it enough. It's so good. But if you're not thinking about <laughs> the really the real tragedy behind this movie is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because Tom Hanks eventually goes whole hog. And like, uh, like in this, the, here, here's a quick clip of a documentary called The Fantasy Explosion that hates D&D and all this stuff. And their rationale is stupid, but this is what, I don't know, adults in the 70s thought would happen to kids who played a lot of role-playing games? Merely being entertained by them is one thing, but sometimes these illusions appear to be addictive. Fantasy is an addiction, just like drug addiction, more strong than drug addiction, more powerful, more with deeper roots than drug addiction, I believe. One of the fundamental addictions of the 1980s is fandiction, addiction to fantasy or mind fixing, <laughs> which is much easier to get than a drug in the arm or a hooker on the street. Well, if he's watching 30 hours a week of television, or 32 of rock and 28 of television or whatever, he's going to go to those media people who are talking to him and latch on. It cuts off communication with people because the, there's a whole world going on behind, but it's a private world. In your earphones or in your video at home, whenever a person becomes involved in fantasy, they begin to withdraw from others. So it's not it, it's it's not so much and this cuts to a kid like riding a Nash skateboard. <laughs> um, like, it, it's not so much of the occultism is the same way people now talk about social media. Yeah. That yeah. they'll disappear into it and forget what real life is. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing your kid's going to do is yell lightning bolt and throw like circus <laughs> peanuts at another kid or something. Lightning bolt. Yeah. Lightning bolt. Uh, uh, fuck. But that's, thankfully that's what happens to Tom Hanks in the movie. His uh, D&D chosen character becomes real and he treats it realistically and it gets even more wonderfully problematic uh, in this day and age. Here, here's a scene of him down in the tunnels where he meets a crazy hobo. <laughs> Even Tom has now become a little more crazy than said hobo. You are very wise. Perhaps you can help me. I am in search of the Great Hall. Uh, beach me, pal. And the two towers? Yeah, yeah, I know those. Oh, sir, I would be greatly in your debt if you could tell me the way. So this is, I should say this is set in New York. Um, what two towers? <laughs> oh. oh, no. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yikes. Um, so we end up at the observation deck on the Southern Tower. Chris Makepeace, who you might remember from a great movie called My Bodyguard from the 80s, mm-hmm. uh, gets to confront Tom Hanks in his new Perseus character. Yeah, he's definitely using his D&D voice there. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so he's completely lost himself within this fantasy. Um, but God damn it. Yeah. 
This is the sad, tragic end, and it's Tom, it's Tom Hanks' first starring role. I think this might predate Bosom Buddies. Yeah, I was going to ask. Really? That's was the first thing say. I was aware of. Because even doing. in that, he wasn't playing a teenager. He's playing a teenager here. Well, in the opening credits mm-hmm. or the preview, they said his name. Like, we should have all known who he was at that point. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's why I think it aired for a lot longer than it should gotcha. have. Because when I was okay. a little kid okay. who got, got his own TV, like the only movie they could afford to show with Tom Hanks in it was a sanitized version of Bachelor Party on most cable channels. <laughs> yeah. But Mazes and Monsters? Fucking any channel could show that whenever they wanted to. I see, I see. Um, uh, but this is the, the end, and it does end at the top of the World Trade Center. Robbie! 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 Pardue, what are you doing? Going to join the Great Hall. You can't. It's a trap. I have spells. I'm going to fly. <laughs> I you know, don't have of enough course. points. Levitation. I am the maze controller. Maze Maze controller? Yes. And I have absolute authority in this game. Game? Game. TJ, what am I doing here? (laughs) Kate, why can't I remember? Oh, no. Poor Uh, Tom. He was was Tom Hanksing hard as fuck. Tom Hanks is it. God bless him. He is an American treasure. We need to protect him. I mean, there has to be a more popular internet community that should be able to sit him down and do a full commentary for this fucking movie. I mean, come on, Nerdist. Balls in your court. At least a Jimmy Fallon, like Paul Rudd style, (laughs) shot for shot reenactment. Why am I the king of wishful thinking? (laughs) (laughs) That's so like 80s Tom, Tom Hanks. Yeah. So good. Oh my God. All right. Well, I hope what I wanted people to learn from this episode is that Tom Hanks is amazing. Mm-hmm. He can do anything, even <laughs> even pedal moral propaganda right in your eyeballs and have yeah. you love it. I'm into it. You love it. Uh, but here's the thing if you're freaking out about something you don't understand, um, you know what? We have Wikipedia now. You have no excuse. Read that once, follow, let's say, two citations before you sermonize it. You'll figure it out. It'll be all right. No need to hate on this stuff. Get modern Christians. That's the <laughs> Get an app. <laughs> uh, but that is our show. Lasertimepodcast.com is where you can find this show. And we're going to try and put some of these videos in uh, so you can see them for yourself. Because some of them are really fucking fun. This whole movie is on YouTube. Mazes and Monsters, by the way. From, uh, yeah, from 1982. Uh, but we have plenty of other shows. We had uh, Controversial Musicians. Laser Time, we're a topic-based show. I shouldn't be telling you this like fucking an hour into the show. Uh, thank you, Sam and Sarah, for hanging with me. You guys have been on a bunch of bonus times. Uh, Patreon.com slash laser time. It's how the network supports itself. Um, we give a free, uh, not a free, free with an asterisk, <laughs> bonus show every week, uncensored and commercial free. Also, 302010, where we look 3020 and 10 years ago into the past of this very week. You can find that there. Oh, and a new Patreon incentive. Uh, Michael Michael Raparez and uh, Maddie Allen wanted to record a God of War spoiler cast. So that is up for patrons as we speak. We wanted to do a special stream in honor of this, but stay tuned to the website or the, our Facebook page. Uh, we will tell you more about that. I can't give you any more details at this moment, but we do have a really fun thing that plays into this I'd like to tell you about soon. Uh, shout out to Daniel, who sent me a bunch of these clips. He operates over at the uh, Laser Time Facebook group, which is just a wonderful, kind group of people who have been really cool. 
I can't say enough nice things about and I don't mention them enough on this show, uh, but they kind of inspired this entire episode and Daniel gave me like pretty much all these clips. So thank you. Thank you so much, Daniel. We've been doing interim VGAs. How about that? Yeah. Little video game shows you can still enjoy. But thank you guys so much for supporting us. We just celebrated our 10th anniversary. It was a fucking honor. Listen to that episode. Uh, thank, uh, but it was nice to get some new blood in here. Thank you, Sam and Sarah. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. You guys are willing to be on more shows? Oh, absolutely. Oh, 100%. Oh, this is good. Well, with that, why don't we close out with some ACDC. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.